Hi, welcome back to the Hope Again podcast. It is so hard to believe that it has been an entire year since my last episode, but here we are. I am in the process of creating a monthly newsletter, and I realized that July is Bereaved Parents Awareness Month. So while creating my newsletter, I thought this would be a good topic to start back up with. So at first, that might sound a little depressing, but if you know me at all, you know grief, support, and recovery is where I spend most of my clinical time. And to me, it's the perfect place to start back up. If we are more emotionally honest as a society with our grief, we will all be healthier for it. Bereaved Parents Awareness Month is observed every year in July. For many, it is difficult to openly talk about the experience of grief. Several have had bad experiences with trying to share, so they stop. You guys know this. People are uncomfortable with grief. And so if you are the griever, you want to desperately share about your loss experience. Sometimes we try to do that with a not so safe person. And we don't realize at first that they're not a safe person. But then we quickly find out that they will say, well, at least you can have other children. Or if your child was older, they say, you know, they're in a better place. They're in heaven now. Or... At least you have other kids. I mean, anything with at least is not going to be a helpful moment. And so lots of time grievers, especially bereaved parents, you know, experience that one too many times. And so then they just stop. Even when people say these things, right, even if they're intellectually true and you believe that they are in a better place, or of course you have other children that you still love, but that doesn't take away my pain for my child that has died. Um, Even if those intellectual comments are true, they do not help our hearts. And so then we close off, we stop talking about it, we deal with our pain alone. The problem with that is talking about the loss experience is the most crucial aspect to recovery. Most people will empathize with the grieving parent because it is universally accepted that burying a child goes against the natural order of things. So it is important to know that you are not alone. When bereaved parents look for help, you will find communities of safe people. You will find other parents and other safe people who will be there for you and support you. So sometimes we have to just try again, even though we've been burned one too many times or the things people have said have been more hurtful than helpful. Sometimes you have to keep trying until you find those safe people. And because it's Bereaved Parents Awareness Month, you can find people that are openly, like that's when people openly talk about it. And so this is your opportunity to find those safe people who know that they are emotionally vulnerable and honest and that if those people are willing to be emotionally vulnerable and honest, then it's also safe for you to be emotionally vulnerable and honest. So Bereaved Parents Awareness Month, guys, say that five times fast, it is hard to say, but it exists to provide support to parents who have lost their children. But its other aim is to raise awareness about how many parents have grieved the loss of a child. This month helps bereaved parents find resources and support to experience their grief in a healthy way. And it also seeks to provide information 
to their loved ones on how they can help the bereaved openly mourn their child. Openly mourn their child. That means in public with loved ones, not behind closed doors, not in um, a room by themselves, openly mourn them in a healthy way. So I, I came across this website about 10 things for bereaved parents to know. And so I wanted to go through these things. Most of them were fantastic and it's the perfect time to share them. And so the first thing is if you are a bereaved parent, you are always your child's parent. Your child's physical presence does not dictate being a parent. Empty arms and the passage of time does not erase their existence. Your child is forever part of your life. I believe wholeheartedly that relationships don't end with death. They just change. So your relationship, whether you had your child for three minutes or 30 days or for 30 years, that physical relationship no longer exists. But the spiritual and emotional relationship you have with your child continues for life. And so your relationship just changed a little bit. You are always your child's parent. The second thing is you are not alone. Tragically, thousands of bereaved parents know your grief because they've also lost a child. If you search for the child loss community or bereaved parents, we have a local organization called Bo's Place, and it's a child's grief center, but they also have support for grief parents. Um, lots of local grief centers around the country have groups designed for bereaved parents. But there are so many communities out there in, that will help you understand it, that you are not alone. And then the next thing is do what feels right for you. So I tell people all the time, and not everybody agrees with me, and that's okay. But there's no right way to grieve, but there is a wrong way. And the wrong way many of us grieve is by not being emotionally honest. So when we pretend like we're fine, or when we only grieve alone without other people, when we try to suck it up and keep moving on, right? That's the wrong way, because eventually that's going to come back and bite you in the butt, and you will explode. Imagine a teapot. The old-fashioned teapots that you put water on the stove and turn the heat up and it would start to boil. Well, that happens with our bodies too. And so if we keep all of that emotional energy inside our body, eventually that lid is going to pop and we are going to have to blow off that steam whether or not we like it. If we can only control our body for so much until our body takes over. And so there is no right way to grieve but there is a wrong way, and the wrong way is to ignore your grief. Anything else you do is going to be right for you. We all grieve in different ways. Give yourself permission to follow your own lead on this. Do what you need to do in the moment. If your body says to cry, cry. If you, your mind wants to share a happy memory and laugh about it, do that. Do whatever your body says in the moment to allow your body to experience that release of emotional energy. The next thing is nature can be soothing. Guys, there's this thing called um, 
grounding <laughs> uh, or forest bathing or different. It's grounding, but like actual grounding where you take your feet off. My husband laughs at me all the time when I talk about this, um, but where you let your feet actually be on the ground, absorb the energy from earth and really center yourself. Feel your body touch the earth. Be in the moment. Allow nature to soothe you. Take a walk. Spend time in the garden. These can have calming effects on our bodies. Spending time outside also can help you process the trauma of child loss. And it helps you just be like in the present moment to really absorb what God's put on this earth for us to be calming, especially if we're having a really hard day and our heart is racing or we just can't focus because we know as grievers we're distractible really easily. And so that helps us just get centered. It can be so soothing. Take time, go outside, expose your eyes to the sunlight. We've talked about this before. It's helpful for everybody all the time, but especially for grievers. And then number five is there's no moving on, right? Lots of people will say, again, really dumb things. Aren't you over it yet? It's been a year. It's been five years. It's been 20 years. Aren't you over it, right? And I don't think we get over loss or death. I think we get through it. And we continue to move through the loss experience. The goal always is for the emotional intensity to lessen over time. And there are some very specific things that you can do for that. But really and truly, if you have somebody that's a heart with ears, that's a safe person that's not going to judge you and who's just going to listen to you, that is like a huge step in moving through your loss. Time does not heal all wounds, guys. Time in itself has nothing to do with recovery. Now, does it take time to move through the loss for the emotional intensity to lessen? Absolutely. But you also have to do things to get through that, to work through the loss of your child. And again, find a safe person. That is going to be like number one priority. The next thing says grief, joy, and gratitude can coexist. There is this phrase that um, I learned at a children's grief center in West Texas, and it was called double dipped emotions, where you can be at peace and sad about the same thing, or you can experience anger and regret, but then you can also experience thankfulness and hope. And all of that is okay. You can have many, many, many emotions about the death of your child. And there's no judgment there. If you have a moment where you are filled with joy for the memories that you have of your child and thankfulness for that time, but then you're also angry and you feel distraught that you don't have your child anymore, that is okay. Give yourself permission to experience all the feelings. Feel all of the feelings. That energy starts in our body that has to be released. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of that energy is designed to be in our body for a moment, to be experienced and then released. And then it's helpful to find ways to honor your kiddo. So this can be small or elaborate. It can be public, it can be quiet, whatever you need it to be. As long as it feels right to you, find a way to honor your child. 
creating art, keeping a journal, having a memorial, having a scholarship, whatever feels good to you, do it. With, it doesn't matter what other people think. If you are honoring your child and you are doing something that feels good, you do that and you feel good about it. So the next thing is there's going to be experiences that trigger strong emotions. So even if you do all the things and you're super healthy with your grief experience and you work through the process of feeling your feelings, getting complete in your relationship, there's still going to be times where you will have a strong emotional reaction. And that's okay. In the beginning of the loss, so if your loss is really recent, it's going to be like crashing waves all the time that never end. And then as you work through your loss and as you experience your feelings, they become less and less frequent. But sometimes the waves will crash again when your first Christmas happens, when their birthday comes or their expected birthday, whatever it is. There's going to be times where that triggers strong emotions and let that happen. Allow your body to feel those feelings. And remember, it's because of love. There's this book that I read that talks about how grief stems from this experience of true, deep love. And so allow your body to experience that love between you and your child. And then the ninth thing is tell your loved ones how you want to be supported. You can help people by saying, when they say something that wasn't helpful, like we talked about earlier, when they say they're in a better place or you can have more kids or at least you have another daughter or another son or whatever it is people say that isn't helpful you can say thank you but that's not helpful it's how my clients this all the time thank you but that's not helpful we tend to be a society of people pleasers and we feel like that's rude but it is not rude if you're protecting yourself and teaching people how to be supportive thank you but that's not helpful you can help them by saying nothing you say is going to replace my child my grief is valid my feelings are valid what I am experiencing is appropriate, and I just need somebody who will be here with me. You don't have to say all of that if you don't feel safe to do so. You can just keep it at, thank you, but that's not helpful. But if it's a person that you want to be a safe person, you can train them, and you can tell them how to be a safe person for you. You can let them know what is helpful and what is hurtful. Your loved ones mean well, but they don't know. We know this. People try to fix grief, and you can't fix grief. People are uncomfortable with grief, and they don't know what to say, so they say dumb things. And sometimes they need guidance on how to help you. So if they're, if you are in a place to do that, to explain that to them, do it. And then finally, this website says, you will learn how to carry the crushing weight of your devastating loss. Um, so I'm going to read this verbatim, but then I'm going to give it a little caveat. So she's, this is a woman who lost her child very young. But she says, you will learn how to carry your child in your heart instead of your arms. It will never be easy. Every day you will become stronger and you can lean into the community of families who have also lost their children. Most of that is true. But what I don't like about it is you will learn how to carry the crushing weight of your devastating loss. When we call it a crushing weight, it sounds like we are going to be forever in this immense, immense pain and have these intense emotions where we won't be able to function again. And what I can tell you from experience, personal and clinical, 
is when you work through the steps, when you work through the things and get complete in your relationship with your loved one who has died, she with your child, the intensity of the pain lessens. Will it always be sad? Absolutely. It will absolutely always be sad, but it does not have to be crushing for the rest of your life. We can learn how to navigate this loss. Again, first by finding a safe person and then getting complete in your relationship. So by getting complete in your relationship, you can do that by finding a support group. You can call local grief centers, reach out to a local grief therapist. One of the positives from COVID is many therapists moved to providing online services. And so even if they are back in person like I am, most of us still have um, online availability. And then find a safe person. Safe people are people who will listen without judgment, without analysis, without criticism. They're going to let you be emotionally honest and they're not going to try to fix it for you. Nobody can fix your pain. Nobody can fix your grief. Nobody can bring your child back. You know that. But unsafe people try to say things to fix it. And so we need to find safe people who aren't going to do that. We're just going to be there in the room. Being emotionally honest with a person who's a heart with ears, who's just going to listen without talking about it, is where you're going to find the most healing. Allow yourself to trust someone enough to release the emotional energy that is building up in your body. If you don't have a safe person, that's when you look for a grief therapist or a um, grief center or support group. If you don't have safe people, find somebody who's a trained safe person until you can start to identify safe people or train your loved ones to be safe people. And if you are not a bereaved parent, but you know people who are, your job is to be a good listener. It's all you need to do. You need to simply be able to sit in a room with somebody while they share their story, while they share their experience, and not try to fix it for them. That's the best thing you can do. So as we end this episode, I hope that hearing some of those things about how to go through this grief journey of being a bereaved parent is helpful. And search the hashtag um, bereaved parents awareness month. There's tons of resources out there. There's lots of support out there. You can um, always, always contact me. And if I can't help you, I will put you in contact with somebody who is local to you. I will help you find those people because it's really important to be able to be completely emotionally honest. We are not used to practicing that. And so this is your invitation to do that. I want you to practice being emotionally honest because that is where you're going to find healing. Okay, guys. It's been a year and we're getting back to it and I'm going to keep putting some episodes out. Um, tell me what you want to hear about and we'll do some more interviews and we'll talk about the topics you want to learn about. Um, and remember, if you have lost hope in ever feeling good, safe, calm, or happy again, this is your invitation to try one more time and hope again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust 
in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans fifteen thirteen. Thank you for listening to the Hope Again podcast, where the light at the end of the tunnel gets brighter each day. Music